Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. It's another edition of Mondays with Matt. Thanks for tuning into the podcast about investing, finance, and retirement with Matt Starkey, investment advisor, representative, and the president and owner at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. What's up, my friend? How you doing? Hi, Mark. I'm enjoying the sunshine right now and the warmer temperatures that we've been having lately. So yeah. uh, how are you doing? Doing pretty good, hanging in there. Uh, I hope things have uh, continued to improve. Uh, just in general, obviously, we all know 2020 has been a little weird. So it is what it is at this point. I think some of us have gotten resigned to the fact that just weirdness abounds. But uh, hopefully you're doing well. You've been feeling, I, I haven't asked you in a while, but how's, uh, how's the injury you had a few months back? Is it, is it healing up pretty good on you? Yeah. Yep. I've been doing well. Um, I've been exercising a lot and uh, just enjoying getting out and, and um, I feel pretty well healed up from, Good. from that. Um, there's a, every once in a while, there's a little noticeable, I want to say a little cough or, or whatever, but um, that's not, uh, not related to anything. No. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just something that's taken well, a little longer for me. You were playing but, hockey no, and got rough. That's what it was. <laughs> I was playing hockey. Things got rough. Ended up with a collapsed lung. Right. But, um, right. Having no no issues taking deep breaths or anything like that. So good, good, good. Yeah, I'm staying in the groove and feeling pretty good. So there you go. All of, all of you out there in Radio Land are also feeling feeling good uh, these days and staying healthy and doing our best to continue continue that on. It always yeah. helps. I think taking on tweaking one little thing here or there. Um, whether that's exercise or changing our diet, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to eat less. I, you know, they say uh, the quarantine 15, <laughs> yeah. the quarantine 15, where we all put on 15 pounds during lockdown. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, well, that's yeah. <laughs> but, but that, that is true. Um, yeah. I've, I've, I've noticed a few friends uh, that have put on a couple of pounds. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I will, dieting is always one of those things that's, like, how, how do we do this? Like, do I want to go on a diet, it's lose a so bunch dumb. of weight and then stop the diet and get it all back? No, I want to, I, I like to make little tweaks. Like I call them lifestyle choices or changes, something that I will live with. And I like, you know, like stop eating at night while you're watching TV. Or if you got to have something crunchy, don't eat potato chips. I've switched to peanuts. You know, I got a lot of protein, low fat and not a lot of sugar. So stay away from the bad carbs and just replace them with something that's still crunchy, but yeah. you know, good for you. Gotcha. Good. You know, th- those little tweaks and little tweaks. You know, yeah. Try not to eat as many, you know, hamburger. If don't eat the double hamburger, just get the single <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Don't get the large fries. Yeah. Well, I, it, it's hard to do, but you know, to, to use lettuce instead of a bun, but <laughs> I have done it once or twice. You know but, what? Actually I did, I did that quite a bit and I, I was able to lose 20 pounds prior to the, the lockdown by, by cutting out a lot of carbs and stuff. So yeah, it's definitely effective. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It's definitely effective, but French uh, fries, French fries are bad. I know, but I did, I did the quarantine 15 and put it back. So I've got to start all over again. So big well, fun. You but, just keep, uh, you gotta, you gotta keep, give yourself a new goal for you do, the next you six do. months, right? You do. <laughs> well, listen, I saw this USA Today article and I thought that would, I would make that our focus of today's podcast. It was about the four financial milestones that should indicate if you're ready for retirement, if you hit these. And I wanted to get your take on these four quote unquote milestones and okay. just kind of let you expand on some of these. The first one was you can uh, you can budget confidently. So if you can budget confidently, uh, that's one key indicator that you're getting ready for retirement. I think that's pretty fair, even though people don't like the budget word. You still kind of have to have a basic budget 
in any phase of life, and retirement's no different. Yeah, you do. It's interesting as you get older. I remember I hated the word budget. And if you asked sure. me to budget in when in my 20s and 30s, it was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really want that. You know, there's a point in, in life, I think, that just you just don't appreciate um, tracking all of that stuff. You don't want to track it. You know, you don't want to do a budget. But yeah, one of the milestones is that I think one of the keywords you said is confidently, you can confidently budget. I think as you grow older, there's certain things that you you just want to accomplish or you feel like you need to accomplish before you're ready to retire. And um, having a good handle on your monthly expenses and your budget, that is something that I think it's just a maturity thing. But yeah, if you can confidently control the budget, there's a lot of things in a budget and, and um, you know, whether that's partially debt repayment and getting getting debts paid off or, y- y- you know, you've got everything from... I'm talking to people that are getting close to retirement that still have kids finishing college. And, and so being able to confidently budget and have, feel like you have a handle on your finances versus your finances having the, the hold on you, um, that's really important. Confidence comes from just managing it well. I think when you can pay off bills and have more money at the end of the month right. than you do have month at the end of the money, <laughs> um, that puts you in a good spot financially. Yeah. It, it gives you a good feeling that gives you confidence, boost your confidence. And, uh, I like just, just from a checklist standpoint, I know a few years ago I had just, we just had this miscellaneous, you know, you, you get sucked into these 0% for two years, you know, or whatever. And you get these little things here or there that sometimes are fun to take advantage of. But then later on down the road, they give you a few headaches when you haven't had them paid off. So I made a list of expenses and things that I could, we could have control over or pay off. And as each, it took several months, but um, as we ticked off each one off the, off the list, boom, you get confidence. Every time you can list things and you can check them off your list, that's confidence, you know? Um, And so being able to budget in a confident fashion is really important as you get older, it, it starts to give you a, a good positive feeling that you are ready to retire. So, right. okay. so that's All an right. important milestone. Yeah, important. definitely. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, retirees will hear the word budget and they think that means fixed income. And that's kind of a bit of a different thing. It's really just understanding what's coming in and what's going out so that you do have the confidence to, you know, spend some of the other things for the activities and the retirement stuff that you want to do. So it's not necessarily a bad word, uh, but I know that sometimes it does have a negative connotation for some folks. So uh, that's step one or that's milestone one. Number two on this uh, USA Today list is you have control over your spending. So I'm assuming what they're saying there is you've gotten to the point where you're now you're not making these random large purchases or things of that nature. You kind of, again, see the budget, right? If you're planning on adding a new car in retirement, you've kind of hopefully planned for that, not just winging it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, having control over the spending is, is a big deal. And this comes down if you're married and you have a partner to both of you making wise decisions together on these things. One thing that I, when I was in my younger days as a planner, I worked under another guy. And uh, one of the things that he used to say is, you know, when you're doing that budget for retirement, I kind of picked up on this and I kind of always thought it was a good idea. But when you're elderly, frequently, you know, one of the things that you should have as an expense is, is a good maintenance on, on your vehicle or a, a vehicle expense. You don't want to break down when you're 85 years old, you know, 
um, or you don't want your mother breaking down on the road, you know, driving a piece of oh, yeah, definitely, car. Yeah. So his words to his client was, I always, you know, you should always have a budget for a new vehicle or a lease payment or some kind of a pay- a vehicle payment, even if you're just escrowing it, saving it up in an account to replace your vehicle in five, 10 years. But you want to have things while you're in retirement that give you security. And one of those might be a vehicle payment. And, and so you put that in. But having a good control over the spending, taking a good look at what's coming in, you know, do you have a pension? Do you have, you, you know, social security? And then um, how much investment income are we going to need? And, and really having a good handle on where, what are our fixed expenses? What do we have to pay? month in, month out, and what are our flexible expenses? So many times there's there's a lot of things that we have flexibility on whether or not we're going to use that money. And uh, we just walked through that, through that COVID-19 in the, in the lockdown. And I said on a board at a credit union, one of the big things we noticed is there's a lot of money sitting in cash. I think people locked down their spending. Number one, you couldn't go out to the restaurant and go out to eat anymore. So there was an excess in, in cash that was getting saved up. So that's a good point. Uh, one of the milestones is when you can have a good control factor on how much you spend and where you spend it and whether we want to do that or choose to have fun, you know, that might be a vacation fund. Um, it might be, we want to go buy a $300,000 RV just to go RVing, you know, or maybe that's part of your plan, but whatever your plan is, have a good control um, factor and be able to say no to some things in order to say yes to very important things that are very important to you. So, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, so when we're talking about these milestones again, so that's, that's another one that if you have this kind of, uh, checked off, then according to this article, you are ready for retirement. It sounds as though that Matt's kind of in agreement with this. Uh, three, the emergency fund, the good old emergency fund. I definitely think, uh, and I'm sure you'll agree, Matt, that it's certainly good to have that. And COVID definitely taught us that, taught a lot of folks that that uh, having an emergency fund could definitely come in handy. Absolutely. There's nothing to be said any different than, than people's gut feeling about it, having an emergency fund. Usually when I'm working with a couple planning on this, Women tend to have a, a higher degree in general, generally speaking. Women like to have that safety cushion in the bank, in cash. Um, I find this is a very common thread just in case or save that money for a rainy day. I had talked about emergency fund and had some clients call and say, hey, you know, is our money that's invested in our, in our joint investment account, you know, just a joint brokerage account, is, does that count towards an emergency fund? And I said, well, yeah, it's absolutely liquid. But what I mean, you know, I, I like to have people have about three months of your expenses. What does it require us to live on? And in, in the long and short of my plan, if I've got two months, every situation can be a little bit different. So three months is this kind of rule of thumb. Some people will say three to six months of expenses should be set aside in cash. I tend to think that, you know, if you have a rough month or two, some kind of an emergency medically or a family member you know, gets evacuated out of their home and you need to help out. If you have three months of your expenses setting aside in cash, that's probably sufficient for most people. And then anything else, you can go ahead and invest that, keep it invested in, maybe it's just a joint brokerage account where you're investing in some mutual funds or something to grow it a little bit more than what the bank will give you. But um, I find having an emergency fund is very important, um, especially when a furnace goes or, you know, there are other expenses that our plan that we need to have money for, like, you know, if you old, own an older home and you need a roof or, you know, consider those things. But 
just for the general, probably if you have two to three months of, of your expenses sitting aside in cash, that usually tends to be a good emergency fund. Right. Okay. So are you uh, checking off these milestones as we're talking about these here on the podcast? Uh, do you, one, uh, have that budget uh, in place that uh, allows you to have some confidence? Do you, two, have control over your spending going into retirement? Three, have that emergency fund. And the final one, four, on this list, Matt, is no revolving debt. Uh, so I'm assuming this would be just not your home, basically anything else, right? Right. Those revolving debts are those probably credit cards. Um a lot of people like to get points. They got these reward programs through debit cards or through credit cards. And um, I encourage people um, to really, if you're of retirement age, try to get out of debt. Um, try not to have any of this revolving debt. The, that's really going to give you, it's going to allude back to that, number one, having a lot of confidence. But um, if you don't have debt to pay, then all your money is going to work for you. Um, so if you have, if you carry a couple thousand dollars balance on a credit card at 6%, oh, I just, uh, I have a balance of a couple thousand. Well, why do you have a balance of a couple thousand? You're paying interest on that couple thousand dollars to someone else. If you've got money setting aside in, in a retirement account or maybe that emergency fund and you can pay off a couple thousand dollars in debt, you start getting the equivalent of getting 6% interest or right. 19% interest on your money when you pay off your debt. Having no debt in a revolving account or even on a, you know, you, you spend it on a credit card every month, as long as you pay that off, no, no problems. But if you run into an issue where you can't pay off your monthly expenses and you keep spending on a credit card, do you see how that could maybe get out of hand? Yeah. If definitely. I, you know, if you spend a couple thousand dollars a month on your card and then all of a sudden you run into some hiccup and you don't have that emergency fund we just talked about. Now you can get into a financial bind where you have to take out chunks of your retirement account in order to pay off these debts. Now you got to pay taxes on those chunks that you have to pay out in order to pay off your debts. So the best thing is if you don't trust yourself or if you have a really bad track record of paying off those credit cards, don't get involved in them in the first place. You know, yeah, whether yeah. that's a, whether that's buying furniture for the patio on a zero percent, and then you then you forget to pay it off on time, right, and then right. now you get all the interest charged yeah. that was was zero percent, but you well, and through COVID, we've seen a lot of that stuff too. We've seen so many advertisements, especially car makers, right, saying, "Hey, you know, no payments for you know however long, and no interest for eighty four months." In some cases, I saw so we've seen those too. It yeah. can be tempting, so you have to be careful, especially. Uh, but again, if you've planned and budgeted and you've, you're working with an advisor for a retirement plan, you've got things laid out, you'll kind of see that stuff coming down the road and, and be a little bit better prepared. So based on this list, Matt, of these four milestones, anything you think is missing from here you'd like to chime in on? Well, there's ver something very important that we, we often, you know, we talk about money and finances and things like that, but there's one thing I want to talk to. It's, it's not really financial related in, in terms of the nuts and bolts of finance, but it does impact your overall plan when you're retired. And that is your wills and your powers of attorney, uh, maybe a trust. You got to have a good end plan in place too. And that is really going to help give you a lot more confidence during retirement. But also, you know, something happens to you. Let's say it is a COVID or the flu or something happens where you can't make decisions and you need to get access to your financial accounts. If I have a power of attorney in place, naming somebody that can do that for me if I can't do it for myself, 
we can work with it, your family. But often what I see is people feel, hey, we're great. We're ready for retirement, but they, they don't have their house deeded properly. And so when they die, it's going to go through probate court. Well, that's really a, a foolish mistake, which will cost potentially thousands of dollars when you could have easily transferred your deed if you worked with an attorney to, to get that done ahead of time or yeah. powers of attorney or, or having, a, having a will or a trust in place. So there's, when we work with families, we really like to, I like to make it easy on myself too when I have to work in these situations. So it doesn't take us extra hours or sometimes years to get things settled. So we, another milestone would be getting your will and powers of attorney in place. Great point. Get it, get it done. And that I have no, you know, payoff, you know, in your situation to tell you to do that. But for us, it's a peace of mind thing. And I think it's a very important piece of the puzzle that a lot of people skip or they don't get it done. Seven out of 10 people that are listening don't have their estate plan done or up to date. So you need HIPAA release nowadays, you know, for the hospitals and things like that. Yeah. If it's not, if you haven't done that in the last two to three years or even haven't looked at it, pull it, pull it out and look at it if you have a plan. But if you haven't gotten a plan, get, you know, find an attorney or if you don't know who to turn to, we've, we've got several that are very reputable that know what they're talking about. Um, give us a call and we'd be happy to refer you. All right. Well, there you go. That's going to do it for our podcast this week. So we've got milestones that say you're ready for retirement. Uh, we've had uh, four, but we listed a couple more there as well. So if you've got questions or concerns, reach out to Matt. As he said, if you need some help with a referral to an attorney, they can help you there as well. 989-401-2949 is how you reach him. 989-401-2949. And if you enjoy the podcast, do us a favor. Make sure you subscribe to it if you haven't yet and share it with folks who might benefit the message and have them subscribe also, whether it's on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever platform of choice you like, we would certainly appreciate it. And Matt, I'm going to get us out of here this week. Thanks for your time as always, my friend. I hope you stay safe and sane, and I'll see you soon here on Mondays with Matt. Thanks, Mark. Have a great week, everybody. Um, enjoy the summertime weather that we're having. Absolutely. We'll see you next time, folks, right here on the podcast. Hit that subscribe button. We'll talk to you soon. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.